Welcome to Restore, a Good Shepherd Bible Church podcast. This podcast is designed to help you better lead or engage with your community group conversation. Each episode, we'll review last week's sermon and probe a little deeper in order to help you process your Christian experience, life in community, and work on mission. Thank you for joining me. This is Restore. Hey, hey, welcome into Restore today. It's, uh, I know it's been a minute since we've been able to, uh, to have one of these episodes uh, to kind of update you and, and keep us current on community life discussion, um, but uh, we're here in 2021, so it's a new year and uh, getting back into the rhythm of things past the holidays and uh, getting back into the, the life of community at Good Shepherd Bible Church, but I'm glad you're with me. I'm glad you're you're joining in. Uh, I'll go ahead and read our passage. This is uh, our our series, Witnesses from the Book of Acts, uh, Imperfect People Beholding God's Perfect Work. And uh, we are in chapter 4 of Acts, and we are reading verses uh, 13 all the way through uh, verse 31. So it's a longer passage today. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll fly through the review uh, by way of uh, some questions for your community group discussion. Um, verse 13. Now, when they, the group of Sadducees, saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men and they were, uh, uh, excuse me, uneducated common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But when they had commanded them to leave the council, they conferred with one another, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that a notable sign has been performed through them is evident in all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that uh, that this may spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in uh, in this name. I'm sorry, I'm having trouble reading today. Verse 18. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach them at all in the name of Jesus. Uh, Peter and John answered them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. For we cannot but speak of what we have seen and heard. And when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because of the people. For all were praising God for what had happened. And the man on whom this sign of healing was performed was more than 40 years old. When they were released, they went to their friends and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they lifted their voices together to God and said, Sovereign Lord, who made heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, who through the mouth of our father David, your servant, said by the Holy Spirit, Why did the Gentiles rage and the people's plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his anointed. For truly in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your plan predestined to take place. 
And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant to your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. This ends our reading. Uh, we've been talking a lot about this idea of idolatrous power uh, and uh, the contrast with God's power, or we can say it a different way. We kind of started off saying this way. Uh, there is this promise out there uh, um, of power that, you know, if you just have um, power, if you are powerful enough, uh, you can save yourself, heal yourself, make your life uh, worthy. I mean, there's several ways we can say it. We can, uh, we, but I think the, the biggest end um, of this idea of power, regardless of what it actually looks like in your life, uh, the end of it is some offer of salvation. And we use religion, we use wealth, uh, we use prestige, politics, um, we, we use a whole host of things. Um, we can just use. Um, we, we can use something as silly as just personality uh, as, a, as a way to achieve levels of, of power. Where the Sadducees were, were using religion uh, and politics to achieve power over people, and they're having a, a problem with a lame man who is miraculously healed. And uh, we, we talked about this idea of willful blindness in the sermon that really there was in verse 13, uh, the Sadducees are able to, to see so look at the, all the all the sight words here. Uh, saw the boldness. They perceived the uneducation. They recognized uh, the Jesusness. They saw the man who was who was uh, healed beside them. So there's a lot of seeing, but in all that seeing, they weren't able to actually see the real power at work in this lame man's life. They weren't actually able to see the miracle that Jesus had performed. Uh, their eyes were blinded by faith or lack of faith to see the miracle of Jesus or the salvation of Jesus. And so uh, I made the point, uh, the first point here uh, from verses 13 through 22, that idolatrous power pursues death in the face of, of life. And Peter and John make a very, very clear distinction between idolatrous power and God's power, uh, basically calling these religious people out. Hey, if you want to listen to God or make up stuff on your own, uh, that's between you and God. <laughs> there are two things at work here. You can listen to God, what he has done, or you can listen to yourself. And it seems pretty clear that you guys want to keep listening to yourself. But for us, we can't help but speak of what God has done here. Uh, pretty, pretty powerful. But idolatrous power pursues death in the face of life. And uh, my question for you, I would love for you and your community groups to discuss uh, because again, Peter and John, they, they can't unsee what Jesus had done. Uh, they were Their eyes were opened to see the miraculous. First of all, they saw uh, a crucified and risen Savior. Uh, and really on the back heels of that, their eyes were opened to see the miraculous like this lame man walking. And so that's what they were uh, really going after. They were living life by by not the power of promise, but the the promise, not the promise of power, but the power of promise. God had promised resurrection, and boom, we see it at work in the life of this uh, of this lame man. 
and uh, they can't unsee it. So I, I would like you guys to, to talk about in your community group, what are those things in your life uh, or even in our church's life? What are what are those things that you can't unsee? What are the miracles? I, I want you to share some testimonies. What are some of those things in your life you can't you can't unsee? It would be the highest uh, form of rebellion or unbelief to deny uh, whatever it is God did in your life. Um, I, I know for me, uh, I mean, I can think back very clearly, uh, helping me understand the aspects of faith. I remember when I was 18. Uh, I remember when God clarified for me the it is finishedness of Jesus. I remember when it was so crystal clear uh, for me. And I, I to this day, I can't deny that voice. I, it's really the reason behind my pastoral call. Uh, it's the reason behind my my missional um, unction in my life, regardless of my my pastoral uh, vocation. Um, I mean, I I can't I can't unhear the it is finishedness of Jesus in my own ears. I can't do it. I mean, in some ways, rebelliously, uh, at times, I think I would like to. I'd like to think that I have something to finish for Jesus. I'd like to think I have something to offer to Jesus. But he said, no, it, it's finished. It's done. Uh, that was me. What about, it, what about it for you? And it might look totally different um, in, in age and example. But uh, share. Share amongst your group. What, what are those things like Peter and John you can't unsee uh, in reference to the power of God? Uh, the second point we made uh, in verses 23 through 31 is that God's power gives life in the face of death. And uh, of course, you know, the resurrection of the church, ha- uh, you know, hasn't really stopped, certainly since Jesus. Um, but even in the church at large, you know, it takes off from this moment uh, where Peter and John are are uh, before the, the trial here. And uh, they get told, hey, don't don't preach or do anything in his name anymore. And they're like, nah, we we got to we got to do it. And, and they're, they go back and report to their friends and family, and all of a sudden, you know, they're praying that God would give them boldness in the middle of persecution. You know, they, they are out and out rebelling against uh, the, the Sadducees who are telling them, you can't speak in this way. And they're like, no, we, we have to. That's the whole gospel. We have to speak in this way, and we're going to speak in this way, come hell or high water, uh, even if it means, uh, you know, whatever happens to Jesus— we are going to walk through, and so I think the the question I was asking us uh, in the in the sermon um, was really like embracing the life of Christ. Uh, what might it mean for us to embrace the life of Christ? And so I I kind of gave us three things from this passage. Uh, number one, we must embrace His suffering, uh, and of course this comes from Colossians one. Uh, Romans 6, uh, we are experiencing the overflow of anger against Jesus on us as a church. Uh, Romans 6, if we have been buried with him in a baptism like his death, we certainly will be also uh, raised with him in a resurrection like his. But the, the point of that is you have to actually experience death in order to experience the miracle of resurrection, right? We were dead in our trespasses and sins, but God, being rich in mercy, made us alive together with Christ. So we have to die before we rise. And in one sense, this suffering, uh, the suffering of Jesus uh, overflowing to us, is this death before the resurrection, or maybe this kind of simultaneousness. As we are dying, we are experiencing the life of Christ with, within us. And, and certainly Paul would back this up in Corinthians. You know, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner man is being renewed day by day. Uh, so we, we embrace the life of Christ by first and foremost uh, embracing his suffering. Uh, 
my big point of, of this is as witnesses of Jesus, we must renounce hope in any natural power. That's not our hope. Any natural power is no power at all. And we must renounce any hope in it. We are banking our eternal hopes on a miracle on Jesus's resurrection. We must keep that first and foremost. We are not banking on uh, human progress. We are not banking on merely, merely Christian ideas on sanctification. We are banking everything on resurrection, a pure miracle of, uh, of absolute dead to, to life. Okay. And certainly that would include sanctification. Uh, but this isn't just a, a get better program for Jesus. That's not what, what, what Christianity is about. So we embrace his suffering, but also we embrace his plan. Uh, he, God is, uh, Jesus is sovereign over creation, we see in verse 24. He's sovereign over evil in 25 and 26, and he's sovereign over salvation in 27 and 28. Uh, we also embrace just his, his, his sovereignty. This is part of God's plan. He knows where we have been, he knows where we are now, and he knows where we're going, and that's uh, into eternity. And so we trust that God actually is working this out, not by happenstance. He's not making this up as he goes. This is part of God's plan, and we can trust that. And then uh, third, we embrace the power of the Spirit. Uh, and so as we see with the, 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 the New Testament church, they pray, they speak, and they are renewed. They pray, they speak, and they are renewed. And all of that's done in the power of the Spirit. And I'd like to be able to spend a ton more time just reviewing that. Um, but you can go back and listen to the sermon. I think my, my biggest next question off of this is, what in relation to embracing the life of Christ, right? Embracing his death, embracing his sovereign plan. What then, what then are we to be praying for now? As the New Testament church was praying for boldness in the middle of their persecution, what should we be praying for? And you can say, well, shouldn't we be praying what the New Testament church should be praying? Yes, that's certainly the point. But maybe specifically, we might not be facing uh, direct persecution, you and I, right now. But are there ways that we can pray for boldness in unique ways related to our life and our circumstance? How how can we pray for boldness? Even though we might not be facing persecution, how can still we embrace the life of Christ through his suffering, through God's sovereign plan, and through the, the power of the Spirit that is present with us? How can we pray? What sort of things should we be praying for? I'm sure that there are neighbors and co-workers and even relationships, Christian relationships that need the gospel, um, different different avenues and aspects of your life that need to be renewed. Uh, where where can we pray for boldness? Uh, how how can we pray that God would open our lips and cause us to speak the gospel? I'd love for you guys to not only share those things, but then to actually pray for those things as we wrap up our community time. All right, so those two big questions. What are the things you can't unsee? And what are the things that we can pray for in light of uh, embracing Jesus's resurrection life in the power of the Spirit? All right, I uh, hope you have a great community uh, time, and I will be praying for you. I'll be happy to join in with you in conversation. Uh, but may the Lord bless you as, you as you proclaim the gospel together. See you on the flip. 